Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Welcome to the Summer Run Home with your hosts, The Professor, James Rochford and Andrew Barney Barnett. Yes, welcome to the second era of the Summer Run Home, thanks to Hyundai and Bloodstone. Barney, you have just seen something on the Australian Open, a, a ball. A ball kid, cracking catch. Just uh, one, it had a ball in one hand. Ball's uh, basically gone off, uh, gone off the frame of Andy Murray. He's gone very high. And this kid just scoots across one hand out like Fatty. Uh, Vaughan oh, in that, that classic that catch. Uh, that, that catch. That, that, that yeah, uh, well, that's great, mate. You love seeing a bit of ball kid interaction, don't you? Yes. I like it to see it when they get hit. In the, um, well, yeah, not always, but uh, here we go. Look at this. Sorry, Andy Murray is up 2-1 in the third. Yep. Um, 30 apiece. Uh, Berentini. Berentini. It's going on. Berentini's serving. It's, it's on serve at, the, at this point, but I, I, I reckon. Um, you know what? I'm going to go out and say it. Murray's going to get this in straight sets. Holy dooly. Oh. Big comments mm. like that. Uh, we've had that the whole show. Barney is he's on one. He's on a tear. Yeah. Um, he was upset earlier about the NRL players not showing up to you know, <laughs> yeah. photo, photographs and they're website gonna, stuff. And they're going to be doing all the stuff that gets them in the news, mate. Apparently the Bulldogs are going uh, going up to Coffs Arbor and they're just going to like play a game, do a bit of training and come home. You're joking. Yeah. What, nothing even, nothing even to at, make the news. Even at the high schools. Even at the high schools. They probably won't even visit the high school. You're joking. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm outraged. Ridiculous. Um, also, a lot of chat about sexting. Uh, Baba Razam is in the uh, news. And there's also a lot of chat that it's not real, but we've just yeah. reported on something that's fake. But if you're coming to us for fact, then, well. Well, we're reporting se- on the yeah. reportage. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing what we do is just reading newspaper articles and doing not a lot of research and then just spouting it out on the radio. Mm. It's fantastic. Now, if you want to check out the Run Home with Joel and Fletch podcast, you can catch all of this show. You can subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or where all good podcasts are downloaded. Coming up on the show very soon, we have Jewel International Matt Rogers. He's going to be chatting all things Eddie Jones, Rugby Union, Gold Coast Titans, humidity up mm. in the north, anything yes. you want. Um, the great... Brett Phillips, live from Melbourne Park. BP, you're excited about BP. changing him again, mate. I reckon he would have he would have enjoyed that ball kid catching, catching the ball one handed. He would have on the full pelt too, like oh, on the stretch. Absolutely Great. magic. Uh, Shawnee Omerod from Sportsbet. We'll be chatting to him later. He's got all your latest odds for your gambling habits and Joga. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it's time now. In this, just before you do, uh, yes, I've got update. an update. Update. Uh, it's Breakpoint Murray. He's uh, he's got Berrettini uh, on the ropes here. This is if he breaks this, this is uh, it's curtains, curtains for Berrettini. He's served. He's got the return back, and uh, well, look, it's this just, might be a long rally. Just, but yeah, you're going to commentate this whole thing. No, no, there we go. Murray, he missed his opportunity. He's yelling. I I assume it himself because it was his fault. Now, something that's happened over the last couple of months is we've really adopted, well, the world game, mm. football, Joga Benito, soccer, in this little little family that we have, and we've absolutely loved every second of it. And, guys, our first guest, this is a real treat. Um, so a real upcoming star in Australian media. Joining us now on the Summer Run Home is the host of Tens Dub Zone 
and the Born Offside podcast. It's Kat Haddad. Hello. Are you there, Kat? Hello. Yes, I'm here. How are you, Kat? Very well. How are you guys going? We're going very well. I don't know if you've seen any of what's going on down in Melbourne. Um, Berentini's on the ropes against Murray. Um, but uh, obviously, you, you're, I mean, that's a round ball game, but your uh, round ball game, your specialty is, uh, is the football, the soccer. Um, how was covering the World Cup for SBS? I, uh, we enjoyed your work. Thank you. Just on that, I am a big fan of the Oz Open and tennis in general. And you're talking about that ball boy cat. Did you see it? I actually saw no, not, not that, but not. I got to see my own. I got to see that myself in 2012. I saw a semi-final between Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. And a ball boy did exactly that. And it was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. And I've never forgotten about it. And I didn't think it would happen again at the Australian Open. So... It's so was that cool more that was today. that more memorable than you seeing two of the greatest tennis players of all time? Was this kid's catch? Because that it must was... have been a good catch. <laughs> Do you know what? It was just an overwhelming experience in general to see that, <laughs> to see Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. I'm a huge Nadal fan. I've been following him since I was 12 years old. So it, that experience alone was crazy. But speaking of crazy experience, obviously working across SBS for the World Cup was just the pinnacle of of football experiences for me being an up and coming football presenter and podcaster. And the job that I had for that show was also to look at rewinds and what had happened throughout the World Cup, throughout history, and all of those special moments that had happened at all the different World Cups. So it it improved my knowledge extensively, but it was such a reminder that it is the world game for a reason. And there's so many moments that sometimes we we forget about or we take for granted, but I think we were pretty lucky to have the World Cup that we had this time around as well. It was amazing in its own right. It just sounds like an awesome job for a football nerd, which is what we, we yeah, often pinch ourselves that we get to talk about sport and watch sport all the time because we are also sporting nerds. Mm. Uh, now, Kat, I have to ask, we there's a man in there that you worked with that we worked with for a long time, the great Mark Bosnich, the B-man. Mm-hmm. Was he a pleasure to work with? So I met Bozza once. He oh, came gosh. through. That's so for, all you need. for context, mm. yeah. <laughs> we worked out of a different studio, but we did have the privilege of meeting him where he came through. But I think it's worth noting that they started their show at 2 a.m. in the morning. So they had to be on set at 2 a.m. And then our show was from about 8 a.m. So by the time they're coming to our studio, it's been a long day and he was really nice considering the time that he had to wake up because I've met much grumpier people in my time. Oh, yeah. If you need middle of the night energy, Boz is your man. He is. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. 100%, yeah. 100%. He knows how to breathe. But also just he's just a legend in the Australian game. And so for someone like myself, it's just so cool to to meet people like himself and to see what they've done and then. I guess you you could say that there's this other generation coming through who takes so much inspiration from guys like him who are trying to keep it alive and we're always competing with the other sports even though I love them the truth is part of the conversation is always trying to find space for that football conversation as well so it's just great to meet guys like that and and to show them that you're giving it a good go as well yeah a legend of the australian game is right and i know you've met him because that's one of his talking points that's how he introduces himself mark bosnich <laughs> a legend of the australian game he, uh, i love it and i wouldn't be surprised oh no well, you, we, when we used to work at fox and he would come there'd be 500 people working on the floor and the b-man would come in bozza and 
he would have time for every single person. He would just steal the show. In the middle of an office working day, the B-man would come in yeah. and he would just absolutely, he'd take everybody's attention. It was amazing. Time for everyone, even the people that didn't have time for him. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. amazing. <laughs> he was brilliant. Now, uh, let's chat a bit of EPL quickly. Mm. Cat Arsenal, uh, miles in front. Can anybody catch them? Eight points clear at the moment, which if you had told me last season Arsenal were going to be in the position that they're in, I would not have believed you. However, I think Mikel Arteta, the manager of Arsenal, he's been in for a couple of years now and he had a rough start, but I really think it's a testament to having that patience with managers, which is obviously uh, something we see in every sport, right, where we question whether or not you get rid of managers too soon because they're not getting the results. But I think it, it's proof that Arteta understood what that team needed and he's brought in some amazing transfers. They're, they're flying at the moment and I find it really hard to, to imagine that they won't take out the title. And it is pretty controversial because I think a lot of people still think it's only eight points. A lot can happen, which is true, but I just think Arsenal look too good right now. So something will have to ha- have to happen to that team for them not to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. Just on that man city, I think are the in second place at the moment, but um, man mm-hmm. United took out the, uh, the Derby on the weekend. Do you think that they man United are more likely to catch Arsenal or, or do you think man city will hold that second place? I don't think you can ever discount what Man City can do. I just think that they're such a powerhouse. But what Man United have done under Ten Hag is crazy too in terms of turning the season around. We talk about Arsenal having a great season from the start, but United started really rough and then everyone kind of doubted Ten Hag. But I think he's he's proven that once again, he knows what he's doing. And players like Marcus Rashford, who he, he does a lot of work outside of football. He's He's got a great image, and I think he does a lot in the humanitarian space in the UK. And so to see a player like that, who a lot of fans of the sport love, I'm not a United supporter, but I like Marcus Rashford. He's absolutely flourishing under Ten Hag and scored a beautiful goal on the weekend. And he's just, it, the proof is in the pudding. And I think if anyone can challenge the title, it's probably one of the Manchesters right now. Uh, and it is nice to see United turn around a little bit because it's been a while and I think the fans have needed a little bit of respite. They've needed to see them doing a little better and they got what they wished for. Now you're talking about teams that can uh, vie for the title. Sadly, uh, your Liverpool is not one of them. What's going on there, Kat? Yeah, one, this is another case of if you told me last season, I wouldn't believe you because we were fighting for the quadruple last year. We had four trophies, four potential trophies on the on the table last season. And we're here fighting to stay in the top 10. We're in shambles. We lost Sadio Mane, who I think we took for granted at the time. He, The pairing with Mo Salah is how I think Salah scored a lot of his goals when they were playing together. And I just think something is missing. And we've signed Cody Gakbo, who I think is a brilliant signing. He absolutely shunned over the World Cup, but I don't know if it's enough. And our manager, Jurgen Klopp, said recently, just off the back of this last game, where we lost 3-0 to Brighton at home, who, by the way, are now being managed by Di Zerbi, who has a great reputation in Italy. And an amazing manager, but he's absolutely showing that he knows what he's doing. But Jurgen Klopp said that that was the worst football performance he had seen ever. And I think that is kind of confronting as a Liverpool supporter. So I think we're just at right now where we're just want to, wanting to stay in that top 10. You don't want to drop any lower than that. 
we've got a game coming up against Chelsea who are honestly doing no better than we are. Uh, maybe just one win more than we have at the moment, but it's kind of struggle straight for, for both those teams, which I think is huge because you've got a top six that's very different, starkly different to previous seasons, which makes it interesting for neutral fans, but it's a tough watch at the moment for Liverpool supporters. Yeah, there, there's actual financial implications for, for them dropping down. Am I right? Yeah, of course. There's, I mean, there's there's a huge array of issues if you drop down. You've got the fact that you want to play European football, you want to be in the Champions League. The further down the table you drop, the harder that is to achieve. And then there's obviously the implications of money and, and what you can win and, and also the type of players that you can sign. But I think a huge thing for Chelsea too is that under their new manager, Todd Bowley, they spent half a million dollars on transfers in a season. And that's more than Liverpool spent in the last four seasons, I believe, under the Fenway Sports Group, which is just, you wonder if there's a plan here or if it's kind of like, I don't know, let's hope for the best. So the, the story right now is that Chelsea signed Mudrik, who is, he's a player from the Ukraine. And Arsenal were flirting with Mudrik for a while, saying that they were going to sign him. And then overnight, Chelsea go in, they make an offer, 150 Australian million Australian dollars for this guy, which is I think a record signing, but I'm not I'm not a stats person in that sense, but I'm pretty sure it's a record signing. It's kind of like the mate or your enemy. No, they're enemies. Let's call them enemies. Your enemy's right. gone and just date, just ask the girl out that you've been talking to for ages. And it's like, why would you do that? Yeah. Oh. Especially if he's got $150 million. I'll tell you who's winning that battle. Yeah, yeah I know he's just I know. He's just flaunting how much money he's got. You're wondering, do you actually like the girl or were you just looking at her because your mate was? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're still talking it's about soccer, messy. right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Good. Just double checking. Sometimes, just a... sometimes you just got to paint it in a way that yes. it, it pulls some heartstrings for people, yes. you know, because they've got to understand how big of a deal it is. But it's, it's still a kind of strange signing for Chelsea. And I don't know if it's a player that they really needed because they've got so much depth in their midfield and in their attacking and they've gone and bought him. But anyway, only time will tell. But yeah, it's a very interesting time in the Premier League. That's for sure. It is. And I'm assuming there's been a big groundswell post-World Cup, seeing all these amazing players come back. And um, I'm guessing, mm. you know, more people are watching it than ever at the moment. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of that, Kat, last year you attended the Women's World Cup draw in New Zealand which must have been amazing. There's only 184 days to go and there's already been 500,000 tickets sold. The excitement for this event must be building. It is. It's so exciting to see. And we talk about the Women's World Cup every episode of Dob Zone. We're always looking at, we're on Matilda's watch. We're like, who should Tony Gustafsson be signing for this team? There's so much momentum around football right now. And in the women's game, the fact that we have a Women's World Cup around the corner on home soil, it's so exciting. And I think it's something that even if you dabble in football, I highly encourage you to just go and watch a game because the beauty of the World Cup is that it brings together the best talent that you have in that sport across the world. And we've got some really interesting, we've got an interesting draw for the Aussies. So we face the Republic of Ireland and it's the first time that they've qualified. We'll face Nigeria who actually have an amazing record. 
And we're also facing Canada, who are a very tough opponent. But I think in general, there's just great momentum that's also come from a successful campaign for the Socceroos. And there's so much investment now in women's football because we're hosting the World Cup. There's about $250 million now invested into developing the sport in Australia. And what that will do for the sport over the next couple of years is insane. And that's why for someone like myself, it's really exciting to be a part of it and to work across it and to see the change. But I think if anything, we just need more people talking about the Women's World Cup and and hyping it up because it's going to be such a fun month in Australia. Yeah, as you said, we need more people talking about it, which is exactly what you guys do on Dub Zone, uh, which is 2.45 p.m. Saturdays on 10 Play. Uh, quickly, just tell us a little bit about the show, what our uh, listeners can expect when they tune in. Of course. So it is basically a watch along. If you know Goal Rush for the Premier League or Red Zone for the NFL, it's essentially the same concept. We have a couple of games that all kick off at the same time on Saturdays at 3 p.m. We sit down, we watch it. We've got a football pundit. We've got a host in Neve Owens who also hosted the SBS World Cup. So she knows what she's talking about. And we've got Teo Pelletzeri who is just a wealth of knowledge on all things football. And so the four of us sit down, we talk about it, we react to what we're seeing and we engage with, all of the social comments that are coming through as well, which makes it really fun. And it also means that people can be part of the conversation and watch us talking about their comments. Sounds like a lot of fun. Kat will be tuning in. Now, before you go, uh, you are a massive South fan. Mm. So let's just crystal ball at a touch. Where are they finishing in 2023? They're going to finish. They're going to, they're going to make another final. Another grand final. Another grand final. Okay. And they will win. Oh, no, they'll win the whole thing. Premiership. That sounds you know like a what? South They're fan. They're the whole thing. It is, I, you know what? It's the birthday of South Sydney today. Is, is it? it? Oh. Today is the – it's our 115th birthday today. And so it feels like it's the right thing is to come in with that much hope today. If do, I'm going to do it any day, it's today. Do, do they subtract the three years that you guys weren't there when they do that? Was it three years that South weren't there? <laughs> yeah, it I would be 118. 118, it would yeah. be. But, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, well, sorry, it is sorry what it to... is, but we move. <laughs> sorry. We're resilient. We're yes. resilient. We keep going. Yes, you It are. is what it is. You are. Hey, oh, Kat. yeah, we know you guys keep going on and on. <laughs> on. <laughs> hey, Kat, thank you so I'm much. I'm glad I'm ticking all the stereotypical boxes for you guys. <laughs> oh, definitely the South ones. Definitely. Hey, uh, Kat, thank you so much for joining us. We'll chat to you soon. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, Take care, guys. No uh, working on the Football World Cup. Gibbo would be an absolute – I would love it. Yep. All these sporting events that I've always, I've always wanted to work on an Australian Open. I haven't managed to work on one of those. But working – especially at the actual World Cup you, would be – You know Gibbo doesn't decide who gets to work on it. No, Gibbo, <laughs> Gibbo is yeah. very anti-football. He hates soccer. He hate, When I say Jogo Benito and I get excited, he gets all frowny. Mm. No, no. I would love to work at the Football World Cup. I mean, I could have gone with Vossi and Ugh. seen the sights of North London or North of England. See what he's doing oh, here? Yeah. He's Different doing in rugby league. Oh, yeah. rugby league. Oh, the Football World Cup. No, I, I love football. Just like you do. <laughs> I do love it. I do absolutely love it. Uh, if you could work on – let's do that quickly as we go. If you could work on one sporting event. The Ashes. The Ashes? Yep, 100% the Ashes. In I Australia would... and the UK? Uh, well, mate, I'm going to do both series. <laughs> I'm, okay. not, I'm not a one-time okay. Ashes guy. Uh, I have worked on the Ashes. Yeah? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Hey, Brooksy, what's your one? I'd be Football World Cup. Like, it's amazing. Well, it's going to be 
what the next one is in the US. Yeah, isn't Mexico, it? With 48 and Canada. nations. Yeah, it's going to be oh, US, epic. Canada, Mexico. Not going to be long enough, I'll tell you that. No, and apparently, all the Budweiser you couldn't drink in guitar is going <laughs> well, to the American one. <laughs> apparently. Yeah, but what's your one event? Uh, probably Australia Tour to West Indies. Test Ooh, match. Nice. Uh, what about Ooh, you, good, Professor? Uh, Super Smash. Oh, this uh, always. <laughs> Smithy. I mean, Smithy Smithy. Sorry, I didn't know that was an option. Smithy not working on the Super Smish. No, he's no, over he's, here. Of course, no, he, he stood is. down for he's him and Sky are no longer together. Oh, oh. that's very sad. All anyway. right, Sky being his uh, his wife. Oh, Sky Smith Network. That's even sadder. Oh, that's now after the break, we're going to be taking your calls and texts. Give us a call one three hundred zero one eleven seventy or text us on 0457-736-736. You're listening to The Summer Run Home with Professor and Barney. Thanks to Hyundai and Bloodstone. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. The Summer Run Home with The Professor and Barney on SEN. Yes, you are in the summer run home with the prof and the barn. Uh, just before the break, we were chatting about if you could work on one sporting event, what it would be. And, and Siv's called in. Siv, are you there, Siv? G'day, boys. How are you? Well, thanks, oh. Siv. How are you? Oh, top of the world. Look, a sporting event I'd like to work on would be a grand final. The only thing is, I don't know whether I'd be able to keep the voice I've got at the moment or I don't know if I'd end up sounding like I've given myself a hammering. Because you listen to some of the commentators and they really do... As soon as they get going, the next day you hear them afterwards say, they, don't, they sound like they have no voice. They sound like they give themselves a huge hammering at the, you know, the local nightclub or something. Yeah. So I don't know whether I'd want that on my CV. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you say, I, I, would, I would. I'd love to work at a grand final, though. When you say giving yourself a hammering, because that has many connotations, yes. mm. what do you mean? That does, yes. Do you, well, do you... you don't want to hammer the vocal cords to the point where you can't use them or you end up sounding like a horse. I mean, no. you don't want that. I got so, you. And commentators have done that before. I have heard this before, where they, where they've stretched themselves too much, mm. and then they back up for a big night out. That can make it worse. If you if you stretch yourself too much and you back up for a huge night out, that can screw up the vocal cords big time. All so right. you don't want that. Yeah. Now, Sim, apparently, you, you want to you you'd love to commentate a grand final. Do you want to give us a sample of what yeah. Siv at a grand final might sound like? Who's your team first off? <laughs> Well, I I know I live in the northwestern suburb of Sydney, but I support a team that's not from the northwestern suburbs. Uh, I do support the Roosters. There is oh, a story behind hang up that, on I'll him. tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Well, if you do, if you do that, you won't be getting any of my commentary gold. If I were to have any commentary right. gold, let's let's hear it, Steve. <laughs> I want to hear some commentary gold. So let's picture. I want to hear. Um, okay, so what players? So do we give me some from? names, and I'll go with it. Give okay, me some names, and I'll um, go with it. Well, let's do a couple of. Uh, let's. Brandon do... Smith's going to be at hooker. So yeah, he's... Warrior Hargraves. Yeah. I like that one when it's commentated. Plays the ball to Hargraves. Plays Smith. the ball to yeah, yeah to Smith. Right out to Suolahi, yeah. uh, who. Catches through Yeah, well, this is a mate. We were trying to trick him into pronouncing it wrong. Um, right. I mean, this is a job interview. It's not, a, you don't give him all the answers. And then I want to hear Tedesco yeah, the on the ball burst. Coming into the outside to uh, Suli on, uh, and it's uh, 11 metres shot of halfway. And oh, it is a try. It's been scored by. I don't know who that was. Tedesco. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's, I'll go. I think that's yeah. Tedesco. Now go again. Tedesco, Tedesco, yeah, or the one in the whichever colour it was, you know, that sort of thing. Very good, Siv. I don't think I'd be any good at it, though, because 
those guys actually talk quite rapidly, particularly if you're talking radio commentary. They mm. actually speak rapidly and they get it all in to 10 seconds. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, that is a skill. It's just practice. Joel yeah. Kane does it on the phone when you talk to him. You get up, Bunny. How are you? Good, thanks. Yeah. And you, you don't even get a chance to respond. You get a whole conversation mm-hmm. in. I, I, I spoke to yeah. Vossi once about commentary, and he said it's it's like jazz. It's it's the notes you don't play. Mm. He said it's all about letting letting the play of the ball tell the story, and you yeah. breathing, just letting there be breath. Is this, who's this that told you this? Uh, Vossi, wasn't it? Vossi. Vossi told you that, right? Because that explains some of the times when he loses the names of the players. <laughs> It's, it's the names of the players you're not announcing. I'm sure Vossie would be very pleased to hear you say that. But no, Vossie's the best. Yeah. I mean, it's always interesting when a radio commentator then goes and tries to commentate TV and you feel like they're yeah, saying too much. I have heard that. Mm. Yes. Well, and the, t- and, the, and the big thing, and Richie Benno did this well, uh, he did the trick of the pause. So with TV, it's the pause that matters. With radio, you commentate everything, including when the player picks their nose. You've got it. Yeah, I mean, you've got to pretty much talk about everything that's happening on on the field if you're on radio. But if you're on TV, you don't have to say much. You just say, you know, sort of Smith, Brown, few gaps there. Listen to the crowd. Maybe somebody swears a gobful, and then you know, you might if there's a big moment, then you get into it. That's what I've heard with the TV guys. But I think the radio I think that is a whole other skill. That is, that's. You know, that's if I if I were a commentator, I'd want to do that. But of course, I can't speak rapidly enough for that to happen. I've got to say, but uh, you, you, we've got to know our limitations, guys. Sorry, Siv, that was a pause. We were getting yeah, your pause. We're just practicing for TV, mate. You go on, Siv. Siv's home. Anyway. Up. Hey, you know what? That was a great call. If you want to call in as well, one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. He's actually bang on. Yeah, he it is. is the pause. Um... Also, people can text Professor zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Like Lee from Brisbane has, he said he'd like to work sideline at Sheffield Wednesday game. Been a fan since nineteen seventy five. Um, <laughs> See, I read that as Sheffield Shield the first time I read it. Oh, and I thought, now there's game. a job. I said, Any- <laughs> on Wednesday. That's what I was thinking. Mate, so Wednesday, anybody can bloody work there. Wednesday's the best day at a Sheffield Shield it, it game. Is. You and I both know that. Absolutely. Um, somebody's asked, does this bloke have a peg on his nose? Maybe he did. And that's not, I mean, mm. that's for Siv to decide. But it was a very good call. Thank you for calling in, Siv. Um, if you, in all honesty, if I could work on one sporting event, and I'm sorry mm. I said the Super Smash, I'd probably go NBA Finals. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then I'd um, I'd be refereeing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you have to upgrade your level one B. I would. Yeah, I think you got to be level one A. Mm. So I think there's one more exam I got to do. So I would just I imagine officiating one of those. Just getting abused by seven footers. Oh my god, I'd love it. I'd love it, and I'd rig the game so my team won. Oh, God. Jeez, that'd be good. <laughs> um, if you could officiate one sporting event, there's an even better question. Oh, yeah, no. Brooksy, come me, on. Save that for the the late night show. <laughs> Gibbo? No. Yeah, that's a, that's a Gibbo topic, isn't what? it? What? Really hey, come, come on, come on, guys. No, no, it wasn't against. That's four hours. I mean, the one before it. If you could officiate, Barney, one. If I could officiate any uh, sporting event, probably, I mean, the, the Hockey World Cup's on. Go. Foot, darts, <laughs> just yeah. Is it illegal to? For, okay, yes, it's I'm illegal for ask. it to hit your fucking <laughs> questions. Apologies for his ignorance, listeners. But and because there is a different type of hockey other other than ice hockey, is that right? 
Yeah, real hockey. Gibbo, what sort of what what would UFC. you appreciate? I want to go main event UFC. Are you really? in the octagon? I'm in the octagon. Yeah. yeah, I just wouldn't be able to like. You'd be jumping on the unconscious bloke, trying to trying to shield him from the punches. Yeah, so you'd have to jump in. But yeah, oh. maybe two heavyweight Cyril Gain, who's fighting soon. I want to get in between him, maybe and. High to Ivasa potentially. All right. All right. <laughs> Sandwiched now, uh, in. Hey, as we Get go as we <laughs> as we go to the news here, Brooksy, quickly, what are you officiating? No, it's 180. There you go. Oh, nice. Let's go to the news. Uh, thank you, Nath. Um, welcome back to the run home. Thanks to Hyundai. Hyundai Isn't Tucson Nath Turbo. Good? He's very good. You you have an affinity for the newsreaders here, but I do. let me just do this first. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel in stock now and blunt. Blundstone. Blundstone. Rotoflex by Blundstone. Stability meets the freedom to move. Coming up on the show, Jewel International, Matt Rogers, Brett Phillips. BP will be joining us from Melbourne uh, for the Australian Open. And Shawnee Omarod from Sportsbet with a market update. Now, Barney, you love these newsreaders. Yeah, I believe that was uh, the Pontiac Bandit, though, isn't it? Adam Pont, uh, not Nath. Uh, we had Nath yesterday. And, um, well. You got me again, Brooksy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brooksy writes, I'm just reading straight off this rundown here. Mm. So, Apologies. Would would thanks Adam. But, yeah, but Adam wouldn't have heard. Like he's not going. That bloke just called me Nath. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, no. thank God for that. <laughs> See the first ever Australian paddle open at AO twenty twenty three. The newest racket sport with off the wall energy and keen on playing tennis. After watching it, hire a tennis court at play tennis com au. Tennis court hire. No membership. No bloody worries. <laughs> what a what a slogan. Yeah. Now Nick Kyrgios is out of the open, mm. Barney, and so you've you've come up with something here. Yeah. Look, we all Kyrgios is the guy that you either love him or you hate him, but he's the Aussie in the open that was our best chance. Now, not the only Aussie in the open. So, what I thought would be a good idea uh, is if we, as as a show, picked another Aussie to get behind. Great. Now, what the thing with Nick is though is that the good thing about him is is He's he's a guy you can both love and hate, right? So I'm I'm gonna put this to the group. Do we need two? Do we need an Aussie we can love in the open and an Aussie we can hate in the open? Or we can just pick another person to hate. Let's do one to one to love, and then let's pick a player to to hate on. Are we? So I don't want to hate an Aussie. Not an Aussie. We can pick anybody to hate on. Going. Oh, Djokovic. No, No, Medvedev. Medvedev. Yeah, you don't like Medvedev, (laughs) baby. All right. Uh, so let's talk us through the Aussies. What are uh, our what are our choices? So we have got John Millman, obviously, 148th um, in the world. He is, and uh, and climbing, <laughs> and climbing, professor. Well, climbing is it climbing if you're going your numbers going yeah. lower? Oh, yes, he's, yeah, he's climbed to number one. <laughs> sort of descending it doesn't the sound right, doesn't? Mm. 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 Um, but yes, so we have got John Millman. Obviously, Jason Kubler had a great uh, great win. Yesterday and uh, through, he's 86th in the world, which is great. Uh, the Demon, Alex Demonor, um, uh, he's he's obviously uh, won the hearts of the Australians. He he did well. Uh, didn't he take down Rafa in the uh, United Cup? Didn't so he, he is. Was that that was off court, wasn't it? He just they, yeah. they just wrestled, <laughs> wrestled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got Kimberly Burrell, um, my man. Uh, this guy, oh, he won my heart last night. Uh, Rinky Hijikata. Uh, he is, I don't know what he ranks in the world at the moment, but, uh, I don't know if you saw his celebration last night. No, was his good? Mates. I reckon the, the lights were off. Everyone had gone home and they were still hugging. Oh, He's just standing over next to him at the mate, fence, that's just great. hugging, having a good time. <laughs> Imagine playing tennis your whole life and then you win a game at the Australian Open. Like, oh, it would be epic. Well, that's, um, was it Kimberly Beryl? Um, they were saying she won. It was her first... No, not Kimberly. It was it Kimberly Beryl, the uh, young girl that just um, won today against Kanepi. No, Ledecky? it was 
the girl last night that won that um, that uh, didn't Ash play, Barty had been yes mentoring didn't yes. play last year because she didn't want to get vaccinated yes Gadecki yes Gadecki so Gadecki apparently with her win doubled her career prize money oh that's good isn't it which is pretty good I think it's what is it about a hundred hundred grand yeah, it's year, just over a guarantee. Uh, if you, you win get... that first game, you're yeah. guaranteed 100 grand. Yeah. Does it go up by 100 grand each round? Uh, I think it around? goes up even steeper. So once you once you get in amongst those, but we can get uh, Alexi Popperin uh, doing well, and of course the other K, the uh, the other special K, Tanasi Kokanakis, uh, who's 110 in the world. Um, who do we get involved on the text line? And um, you know zero four five seven seven three six seven three six, or give us a call one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Tell us which Aussie we should get behind as a show. I'm throwing my weight behind uh, Rinky Rinky Hijikata, um, who uh, you just. Him and his mates. Have you got a nickname for Rinky Hijikata? Uh, Rinky Dinky Die. Rinky Dinky Die. Oh, yeah. that is very good. Uh, what's uh, what about Alexi Popperin? Have you got one for him? The Popperin. Yeah. <laughs> is he the Popperin? The Pop Man. The Pop A-pop. Man. Oh, you don't want to pop. Yeah. Oh, oh, I like that. A pop. A pop. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. Tanasi Kokanakis. Uh, oh. T cock. The cock. T cock. Uh, and what about Kimberly Birrell? Have you got one for Kimbo? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Get behind Kimbo. Uh, Jason Kubler. Have you got one for Kubes? <laughs> You're not really putting much effort no, in, are you? Kubler. Kubes. Kubler. Uh, and what about the Millman? He's How got the, one, doesn't he? What's, what's Millman the mailman. The Is he the mailman? Always delivers. Always yeah, delivers. Always delivers. Hey, we've got the prize money here, Barney. If we are going to chat about what goes into your pocket when you make it through, mm. um, you make it past the first round, you're getting 26K in Giddy the skyrocket. Round two, you get another. Th- is that another or all qualifiers? Up? Oh, these are Q1, just the qualifiers. Yeah, just Sorry, the qualifier. just a qualify to get in. Then yeah. if you get in the second round of the qualifiers, it's thirty six thousand five hundred and seventy five. Third round, fifty five thousand one hundred and fifty. If you just win the first round of the Australian Open, you get one hundred and six thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> round two, it goes up by fifty two k. Yeah. What, what's that, mate? One hundred and six grand. Oh, that's good cheddar. That is good cheddar. It's good cheese. Hey, round three, 227,925. Round four, 338,250. We're going up, we're going up. Yeah, you yeah. make it to the semifinal, you are looking at $925,000 if you are the runner-up. Oh, that's a mortgage, isn't it? Mate, it's like two mortgages. Not in Sydney. God, it's like, <laughs> it's like a tenth of a mortgage in Sydney. Uh, runner-up, you get 1.625 for losing. That is... Whoa. And the winner gets basically three mil, 2.975. Geez, I'm going to start pressuring my kids. <laughs> what did Andre Agassi used to do? He used to time to the his old oh, man. He used to time to the back, back fence. fence. Yeah, I'm going to get a fence and I'm going to time my son to it. Yes. The tough thing about tennis is you are forking accommodation, like all your you, staff, all expenses. Like you think about a team sport where pretty much everything's inclusive, right? You might get paid, let's say, a million dollars to play NRL, but there's not much over outlay for you. When you when you tra- throughout the season, where these guys are flying around the world, putting themselves up Self in funding. hotels, unless you're the top notch and you're you're getting a bit of a side kick for yeah, playing a tournament, you know, but mm. like if you're not, but in the Ro- top, Roger Federer walks into a cafe, no, he, he's not buying it. No, exactly. But no. I'm talking. But maybe old Rinky, no, Rinky, 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 Rinky. Yeah, he's getting orange juice or something. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm just saying <laughs> he get the it point. for free. Oh, okay, we get get a on Roger. Whereas Obbs, Rinky Dinky Dyer, Coops isn't getting that. No. Kimbo, maybe. Kimbo. I tell you, I don't think Rinky was buying any drinks last night the way how excited his mates were. I reckon he would have. Yeah, that's true. So is this why Nick Kyrgios doesn't have a coach? Is he a tight ass? 
That could be a reason. Because he, yeah. he, he doesn't want to put his... Are you going to be able to fly well, your he's a bit of a tight because he, he was two people to a uh, two people to a scooter yesterday, man. Those things are expensive. <laughs> but hang on, hire a scooter too, Nick. Didn't you say it was cheaper if you don't get the helmet? No, it's cheaper if you put the helmet on. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, one well, helmet. So he's good. like, I'm I'm loaded. I'm not putting a helmet on. Yeah, but so he's, he's making making the missus ride uh, ride on the back. <laughs> She's like, I want my own scooter. It's like, ah, nah. Nah, because... Um, I, I haven't got no helmet and two scooter money. Yeah. And you're... What, what did I say? You're apparently my girlfriend? Or you're... <laughs> yeah. Appeared to be. Appearing. You, you, appear to, be you my appear to be my girlfriend. Uh, someone's joined in on the text line um, with... Uh, he's voted for Teacock Flock. Um, the Teacock Flock, which I think might be uh, Tanasi Kokonakis. Uh, Budsters voted for him as the, the one we should get behind. The what other is Teacock Flock? He's 110 in the world. Yeah, he could go on. Right. Here we go. Kubler, Jason Kubler. Lundy suggests Kubler Steve. We could call him. Scuba Steve. Yeah. Ah, mm. very good. All right, you're listening to the Summer Run Home on SEN. Thanks to Hyundai, Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now, and Bluntstone Ro- Roto Flex by Bluntstone. Stability meets the freedom to move. Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, in stock now. Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. The summer run home with the Professor and Barney on SEN. Yes, we're having a lot of fun this afternoon. It's the Prof and the Barn. Texts are coming in thick and fast. 0457 736 736. Barney, I've got a good one here from Lundy. Uh, Barney's wet dream covering a hockey game in Newcastle. Oh, that would be a wet dream too because it's, uh, it's a, a water-based field. Up there, so they, you know, you probably get a bit wet if you're on the sideline. Get a lot of spray. What um, does, what does a water based field mean? Water, well, they they wet the synthetic. Why? So, uh, otherwise, it's one, it's too quick um, the, with the ball, and two, um, if you stack it, you'll almost die. It's it's like carpet. Do they play any hockey on real grass? Uh, not anymore. Not, not at any good level. They, I mean, you can probably, there's still be little country comps and stuff that where they're playing there. But I think most of the, um, uh, most of the high level stuff's now played on like a composite synthetic where they use, if you see, if you watch the footage, you'll see little grains of, uh, I think it's like a, a rubber composite that, uh, helps slow the ball down. A bit of extra friction. Do they ever think about freezing the water and playing some real hockey? That's a good idea. You know what they could do? Put skates on. Yeah. And, you Pops. know, the other thing, make it interesting. Right. They could do that. Right. right. You guys were just asking me about the uh, the Hockey World Cup that's currently on in India. Australia, uh, well, we're sitting Is top of way Pool A. You can just mute him. Um, we're sitting uh, you're top a liar. of Pool A. You can mute him. <laughs> I can't mute him. Can I no. mute him? I sit him? next to him. Yeah, I can't you... mute him. Give us a mad hockey fan. Are you a mad hockey fan? Mad hockey fan. Right there goes hockey, football, and Abyss. <laughs> Abyss. <laughs> Abyss. <laughs> 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 uh, we're getting uh, we're getting some t- uh, some nicknames for our Aussies still in the open. You might have to in. save them, mate. You might have <laughs> well, to Jay save them. Well, Jay said Kubla Khan Quick. and Rinky Die. All right, very good. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs>